0: Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog They're Wonderful lads, to do a great job there And worth reading about that man there so he the man the numbers be Time's ended up almost looking like a 6-3-1 Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website great podcast as well Of course, Fede Valverde was a huge part of the equation
1: Hello and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Managing Madrid podcast. This is El Día Después, two days after, not one day, two days after Real Madrid draw against Real Betis at Benito Villamarín. Lucas Neverete is joining me, Keon Subani, to talk about uh, whatever it is we're going to figure out to talk about on a Tuesday. Because it's not too busy, we might we might do a quick one here. We'll just go over some state of affairs and and call it a day. Lucas, you and I have not spoken about this though. Last night, my Raptors played against your Nuggets. Yes, sir. And I have controversial actually... one also. What's that? Controversial game also. You didn't you didn't see anything? You said it, not me. Um, I actually haven't watched it. I just heard and I read a <laughs> yeah. little bit. So what do you have to yeah. say for yourself, showing up here, the Denver Negreras <laughs> over here?
0: <laughs> come on, come on! Nah, in, in a few controversial calls by the end. Uh, no, you, no, uh, there's no nothing to say about the. That, that's definitely fair to say uh, if you're a, Tor- a Toronto Raptors fan. I think the first uh, challenge uh, by Denver. I, I if you have not watched it, and I, I won't go into much detail, but there's a challenge. A successful challenge from the Denver uh, coach uh, after a foul called on, on Jokic, a shooting foul, which would have put uh, Toronto ahead by by one point had the two free throws been converted. I think challenge is right uh, to be successful. I think that call in particular was fine, but there's another call later on and obviously uh, the the Scotty Barnes ejection and all that it's, uh, it's definitely a bit uh, soft of an uh, of an ejection in my opinion you don't want to see a player ejected for arguing with the referee in the final 30 seconds of a game it's just it was
1: definitely a bit soft i will have to look over it for myself i will say um it sounds good to me that the raptors went toe to toe with one of the best teams in the league that's cool maybe a, a solid solid little good sign here because all the Raptor fans were so worried, including me. Why are we not um, going in the opposite direction and trying to uh, retool for the future, given that yeah. this team is yeah. clearly not going to beat like the Bucks or Celtics in the first round. Yeah. So what are we doing here? But at least we went toe to toe with the Nuggets who were not missing anyone. Jokic was there. Murray was there. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's true that the effort from, from Jokic in our, the goal was not there. The numbers were still there. It was much one assist uh, shy from double. I think, but it's true that you know don't get your hopes uh, up much because I think the effort from from them was uh, superb. In this one, it's true that you know Van Vliet played great and Siakam also was great down the road and as well. But it's I don't think Denver played the, at their very best in this one. I think they took the Raptors a little bit lightly and uh, for. Like,
1: um, for those of you guys who are still on the call with us to um <laughs> wait it out as we get to Real Madrid, Lucas, were you disappointed in terms of? I'm look to me, the league is over anyway. Um, mm-hmm. and the fact that Barcelona got past Valencia, even the way they did, um, to me is like kind of an omen that these guys are going to win the league anyway. But where are you in terms of? Real Madrid's performances of late. The league is, I'm sure you've conceded that the league is over. And do you, were you like, given the fact that we basically believe that that's true, are you kind of in the mode that maybe we should just really focus on Champions League and then dropping a couple of points against Betis is not a huge deal anyway, given the fact that we've already lost the league?
0: I think La Liga is over now. I still would have liked to Real Madrid to win and like I don't know, try until February maybe. Like play until game at the Cam No, and and let that game be the decider. If you go to that game, make it to four points. I like your chances with uh, just trading by four points. So it's to me it's over now. But it wasn't over when the uh, when the game started against Betis. So to me, it's, uh, it's definitely a frustrating one because I that I would have liked Real to, to at least play it out until the until the game at the Camp Nou and see what happens there. Try to win that one, cut the lead down to four, and see what happens after. But usually now I think it's over, and so I, I think the 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 draw against Betis was a, was a frustrating one for me for that reason.
1: Um, I'd like to bring something to your attention and just at least get your thoughts on this. I was I've thinking been thinking a lot the past couple of days about how this has never been done before. There's, you know, no, we've never come back from nine-point deficit, especially at this stage of the season. It's looking so unlikely to me. And there's this kind of weird thing that's been happening of late, and I feel like it's just gonna keep happening, is that there's like the tiniest Tiniest glimmer of hope that maybe, you know, Barca going to go to San Mames this weekend. Dembele is not there. Uh, Isn't Araujo injured, I think, are suspended? Yeah, think so. yeah, yeah. Maybe they lose against San Mames and then we can beat them in the Classico. Now, all of a sudden, we can get it to three points. I just feel like these little, little, little glimmers of hope are actually bad for us because it's like, every we we have this tiny window open we think maybe there's a chance we got to keep fighting with Real Madrid until the death and the more we do this the more vinicius the more minutes vinicius has to play the more minutes benzema has to play um and i just wonder how much it actually hurts our champions league run and i just almost wonder should we at some point is it actually better for us that this for this just to be mathematically over so that we don't have to overexert some of our senior players. I mean this is a classic problem that when you go deep into three competitions it hurts you in all three competitions. You spread yourself thin. And I just I just don't think we have the depth to do this right now. I know we are Ramy we have to fight to the death and I don't I don't really blame anyone for doing that or approaching it that way but I do wonder if this is actually a disservice to us in some ways. What do you think?
0: Uh, I have conflicting thoughts. I think... I think that... Look, my opinion... Only one player... The only two players, really, who you cannot basically afford to rotate. Maybe one because of Vázquez. The only one is probably Benzema. So this uh, saying of... Uh, Oh, this will be better because uh, we get to, to manage legs of Cross, Modric, Benzema, Vinicius more properly and all that. To me, it's nonsense. To me, well, not nonsense, but to me, you know, and Sloty has the option to play other guys in the midfield to rotate and to keep everyone fresh. Just the thing here is that he refuses to do it. He refu- I, I just did not see coming the fact that Ceballos didn't. A start against Betis. It just uh, it was mind blowing to me. I just uh, don't look at this point in the season, at this point, and considering the way Real Madrid have played of late and you know the issues Real Madrid are having in the midfield and all that, I just think Ceballos probably deserves more minutes than than, than Cross at this point. I think Real Madrid is reaching. A point where they have to definitely make a decision about Kroos, Modric, Ceballos, Camavinga and the pecking order for that spot. Look, I think they do have to make a decision about the future of Kroos, Modric. And, and to me, right now, the way Ancelotti is handling the situation, you have to wonder if Ceballos actually having some thoughts about, uh, about what his future, his future looks like if he stays in in Madrid and obviously Rosa Madrid decide to stay also. I have conflicting thoughts about what you say. I think that Real Madrid could have won the game against Betis, had the roster and, you know, had the, the decisions and the playing style and the lineups and the substitutions being done more effectively. I don't think it was down to... This is the way this is the roster we are not have at the moment, and this is what it is, and we just have to make sure that these guys are healthy for the uh, fresh for the Champions League. I think there could have some some things and some uh, decisions could have been done in a more efficient way to make sure that your chances of beating bettys were higher than they actually were on. On, on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, in my opinion. So, you know, the fact that Ancelotti keeps being <clears throat> a bit stubborn here and playing cross-mobridge whenever he has the chance uh, of playing them both is a bit frustrating to me because they clearly they clearly need some time and some games off because otherwise they, they're kind of taking the games off anyway, even if they play. Like, you can they you can clearly see that they are pretty much sleepwalking in some games and Real Madrid cannot afford to do that on a consistent basis in La Liga so you know I'd rather have a player trying or trying their, or, or at least a fresh player being physical and um, being intense at all times rather than having the veterans kind of um Playing in in autopilot in cruise control in order to be fresh and ready for for more important games in the Champions League, this is to me a bit uh, nonsense. So I'm I'm quite frustrated about the 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 draw against Betis. It's not I don't I don't see a silver lining in this draw, which is I think the point of your of your question.
1: No, okay. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I think maybe I should just rephrase what I'm saying too. I don't think that there's a silver lining in in dropping points against Betis, nor am I saying necessarily to actively throw away the league, although I did say that yesterday on Churros just in more of a joking tone. Let's just throw it away. The sooner we realize, the better focus on the Champions League. We actually have a decent chance at... Really quick. Yeah. What's
0: what's throwing away La Liga for you?
1: Um, Throwing away La Liga isn't actually throwing away La Liga. What I essentially am saying is that let's rest some players who we absolutely need on the field in the Champions League. But that might actually increase your chances of winning in La Liga. Great. Then that's, then that's exactly, that's a, that's a good problem. Exactly. So basically exactly. what I'm saying is like, I'm throwing a scenario out here. We okay. got, uh, who are we playing this weekend? Espanol. Espanol. Yes. And then we have Liverpool after that. Um, bench Vinicius and Benzema for that game put Rodrigo on the Mm -hmm. left and put Alvaro Mm -hmm. up top. Mm -hmm. Worse comes to worse, we lose and La Liga's over anyway. Best case Mm -hmm. scenario is that Alvaro gets a couple goals, Benzema gets rest, Vinicius gets rest, and we develop Alvaro a little bit more. I'd like to throw another scenario at you. Um, I've been thinking a lot about Carvajal lately because, you know, we can blame Carlo Ancelotti for many things like the tactics, like the over-reliance on certain individuals, the predictability, benching Ceballos for the Classico, not starting him against Betis, all that stuff you blame him for. You can't really blame him for not reinforcing, you know, the squad in key areas that we need to reinforcing. Carvajal is a big one that is a huge liability. And I was like, Every time I see Carbajal I just I see less and less of the version of carbajal from five years ago. Yeah, and I was looking yeah. at the numbers today, and something struck me because I'm writing about him a little bit today. Um, his career lows like with like anything that the ball at his feet. This season, he has zero entries into the penalty area, um, with the ball. That's something that he does regularly. A few years ago, he has at least one per game. With the ball at his feet. Now we're talking about not even not only zero per game, zero total in the season. He hasn't had a single one. His a bunch of things are at an all-time low for his career. He's um his progressive passes, he's one of the worst in Europe in, in terms of in the fullback position right now. He's one of the worst in Europe's in successful take-ons. He's not taking anybody on. So he's just a shell of himself right now. And I was thinking about Vinicius Tobias a little bit. And I just want the disclaimer is I don't think Vinicius Tobias is actually ready. I've been seeing enough of him at Castillo to know that he's actually in some ways stylistically similar to Vinicius Jr. And that every time he has the ball, he has to dribble past somebody. He's raw, but he is physically impressive. He's fast and he can cover a lot of ground. I'd actually be curious just to like give him a look. In one or two of these games. If not now, then as soon as it's like basically mathematically impossible to win the league, I'd like to see him at the A-team level because we have to make a decision on him this summer too, right? Yeah. Whether we want to yeah. trigger that because he's not cheap to trigger. What is it? Was it 16 15 million? F- 15? Yeah,
0: 15, 16. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd like to see him give him a look. And uh, I'd just like us to try some things. Again, my argument has always been. That if you want Carvajal to play like he did in, in the Champions League final, if you want Vinicius to play like he did against Liverpool in the first leg, keep in mind two games before that Liverpool game, Vinicius was forced to rest because it was the Elche suspension. And I think that worked in our favor. We beat Elche 4 0 without him, and he looked amazing against Liverpool. If you want Benzema to be Benzema, if you want Modric to be Modric, if you want, if you're gonna be, if you're absolutely hell bent on playing Mortage and Cruz together in these big games, and you want that to work, these guys can't be playing all these league games. So by actively throwing away, what I really mean is get these guys off the field and put these other guys on and see what happens. Worst case scenario, you you lose a league you've already lost, and you see some things up close and make some decisions. And best case scenarios, these guys are amazing. And maybe they even claw you back into the league, and you rest your star players. That's that's what I mean yeah. essentially by actively yeah. throwing the league.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I agree with that. And I think that Real Madrid would look. I think Real Madrid would actually be better off with uh, these young, up-and-coming, intense players. Say Camavinga, Ceballos is not so young. Or, but you get you get the point. Uh, I think they are better off playing with them right now than they are with uh, the veterans uh, in cruise control for nightmare The scab, quote-unquote, taking the opposition for grand in, in La Liga on a consistent basis. I think that, you know, what Ancelotti, <clears throat> Ancelotti probably feels like playing Ceballos at the Benito Villamarín is kind of throwing away La Liga. In reality, in my opinion, it increases your chances of winning. So I just I I just don't see it. I think Ancelotti is being a bit too stubborn with the uh, decisions. And the only the only two positions I can actually uh, give him a pass for not rotating as often are the striker position and the right back. Those are the only two. I think I don't think I don't I think he has a player ready to rest Vinicius, uh, or even compete for a spot in their starting eleven with Vinicius ready to play more often with, and that's Rodrigo. I think Rodrigo is ready to, to replace Vinicius whenever Vinicius is tired and, and Ancelotti seems to feel like that position is as thin as the, as the forward position which is weird because I, Rodrigo is definitely better than and more ready to play in that spot than, than Alvaro or Mariano are so I just, uh, I, I think Agüero is not using the the uh, the depth he has at his disposal in the best possible way, and I think that the only two spots I can give him a pass for are the right back and the, third and the center forward. And other than that, I think that he has the tools to be using the the, the depth uh, a lot more than than what he's been doing so far this season, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I would, maybe this is a bit radical too, but I understand why this can't happen, but I actually would even go as far as say I would incorporate several Castillo players. The only reason you can is because they're actually trying to make Segunda right now, and I understand that part of it. But if if that weren't the case, and if they weren't that good uh, as a collective, I'd start seeing what we have with old Radora left. Back. I don't think
0: you're that desperate, though. I don't think you need to go down the pecking order as, as, as much. In that. I think, again, the only two spots I can say, wow, we're thin there, man. Chelsea has no options. It's quite possibly the right back. Now, because of the injuries, the left back and the center forward. Other than that, I think Real Madrid have options, man. With Valverde's ability to play multiple positions, you know, Asensio probably... I don't think Asensio has been so bad to drop in favor of a Castilla player considering the circumstances. I think I think Asensio would be fine playing in these games against Betis and likes and see if he can score a goal. I know all this when, when Asensio starts plays and fails to score because you feel like, you feel, and that's right, that his production is pretty much ends there whenever he, he doesn't score. He fails to contribute in any other area when he's not scoring. But again, I don't think... Ancelotti has to go down that much, has to take a look at what he has in Tia uh, to give uh, the starters some rest. I think the op- the options for every single spot other than the s- than the center forward and the right back are pretty much there.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. But I'm especially essentially advocating for several, just a few positions, just like you are up front, right back. Um, like you don't need to do anything in midfield you have enough midfielders to cover that um not
0: on the right wing either yeah
1: yeah so what i'm essentially saying you can get give more minutes to asensio again asensio is someone we've all been happy with in games like the upcoming against espanol those games are more than okay for him um uh, there really are there are three players in particular i'd be curious to see at the 18 level just to see what they look like more at the senior level um one is Vinicius Tobias for reasons I've already mentioned there are there are other players like that I'm interested in like Rafa Marim, for example But we don't need center back help right now um Obrador is another one because we have no left back pure left back other than Mendy and Mendy's been out and we haven't even seen him at the 18 level he's a guy that's impressive that would enable Kamavinga to play midfield more and um Arribas obviously and Alvaro who's already getting minutes so but again, the, the challenge is that Castilla is also really good and, and they have to juggle juggle is yeah. happening yeah. there. Um you know what's funny is that we had we keep on saying five goals against Liverpool and then not like only one goal in the next three games. It wasn't just against Liverpool that we were in scoring form all of a sudden. I was looking at this in five games going back to the Club World Cup. Al ahli Al Hilal, Elche, Osasuna, and Real Madrid. We scored um, 19 goals in those five games. We were on a good run, so it's kind of weird all of a sudden the drop off to Atletico, Barca, and Real Betis. With some bad luck, but
0: those are the also, with the exception of of Liverpool, those three the are biggest bad. ones. So the biggest ones, yeah, and the best ones,
1: yeah um i wanted to ask you this complete 180 do you expect anything to happen to barcelona with the prosecutor's no, office now no, no, getting no, involved
0: no, no 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 forget about it. no 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 nothing will happen i mean i expected some kind of fine to Bartomeu. maybe he got hurt maybe face uh, a small prison sentence a potential small prison sentence, obviously, if uh, everything is proven to be uh, accurate and all that. But in terms of Barcelona, again, in terms of Barcelona being relegated or facing any kind of uh, disciplinary action, which actually hurts their uh, ability to play in Primera División or in Champions League or something like that. No, no, no. Forget about it, guys. Nothing, nothing, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen.
1: <laughs> you, you pretty much said my thoughts. It's interesting because there's a conversation about this in our Discord channel right now. Um, and if you guys are listening to this are not in our Discord, you absolutely should get there. But there's a conversation in our Discord channel about like, you know, what's gonna happen. And I just kind of chimed in with my two cents. What's possibly different about this is that it's not in La Liga's hands. Like it's not in La Liga's punishment to give. Once the government gets involved, it could be different. But still it's very fuzzy about what sporting punishment the government can actually give in this situation you know it could they once you get into legal punishments and fines i don't think i don't know how that affects them sportingly you know there's no point deductions and stuff that'll be handed to them what might happen if they are punished on a federal level is la liga just feels pressured to do something now because it's clear like it's clear there's proof there's proof of something
0: Look, Barcelona Barcelona is so big and so important in Catalunya, and Catalunya is so important in the stability of any Spanish government, the region itself, that they don't wanna open that can uh, kind of worms, man. They don't they want, they want it will be it'll become a huge issue for the for the Spanish government and for uh, for the stability of, of the Spanish government and, and and Spain itself as a country if they were actually going to enforce barcelona to face any kind of disciplinary action like playing in segunda or or something like that it, it will not happen it will not happen they are so big in catalonia that they will i'm sure that the politi- the catalan the catalonian catalan politics will run and support barcelona with all their strength also because the voters want them to to do so and at the same time they don't you know if the catalan politics uh, decide to do that it's uh it's over and the spanish government will just not uh, open that kind of of worms it's impossible no, nothing will happen nothing will happen.
1: Yeah, it seems unlikely, honestly, um, that anything will happen. You know, I certainly don't expect anything on like the UV level in Serie A, for example, to happen. In no Spain.
0: way! No way!
1: No way! Um, do you want to discuss anything else before we wrap it up here?
0: N- not really. Just to give my concluding thoughts on what we were talking about earlier, I think it's extremely. I think the blame for Real Madrid's struggles should be shared. Uh, Different percentages. To me, the biggest percentage should probably go to board. the the second biggest should probably go to Ancelotti, and then the third also to some to some of the players. I would probably distribute it to 50 for the board, 30 for Ancelotti, 20 for the players. At the end of the day, the board refused to see the struggles Real Madrid had. In the champion, in the incredible Champions League run they completed last season, the struggles were obvious and, and, and glaring to everyone, even though it actually happened. So the board pretty much stayed put for another summer when we were all told that, you know, the fact that Bailisco, Marcelo were leaving, that was going to lead to some... Great and, and a new transfer policy, a new era for Real Madrid. The, the reality of it is that the team spent 80 million to send to Ameni and sold Casemiro for another 80 billion. So that's it. To me, that's why the board should uh, probably have the biggest uh, uh, share of blame. Ancelotti is also this some crit- fair criticism as well of how he has been handling the roster. He's Decision not to play Ceballos Camavinga um, often in recent games is uh, also obvious and, and glaring. And also, you know, we have to also consider that, that it was kind of, you know, some of the drop-off from the players was hard to predict and and unexpected. So some of the blame should probably go to them too. I It was probably unrealistic to expect uh, such a decline from Benzema. It was probably unrealistic to expect some some, some decline from Bajal, even Vinicius not being able to to sustain the form he had last season where he was so brilliant. You could also say that Rodrigo was probably expected to take a bigger leap and all that, so... You know, it's also fair to to criticize some of the players, pretty much every single one of the the roster itself as a whole as well. So I would probably distribute to 50, 30 and 20. And, and whoever thinks this is just the responsibility of one single entity, of these three entities I just mentioned is probably wrong. I think the, the blame should be distributed in... in in different ways because I don't think one of those three parties involved uh, is the main or the, the one and only responsible.
1: Yeah, no, it's generally never um, one single person's or entity's yeah. fault. Um, it, it, there's always, it's the truth is always somewhere in the middle. But, at, you know, from a board level, if we want to talk at, about it from that perspective, first and foremost, for putting everybody in this position, I think the they definitely overvalued or not overvalued, yeah, overvalued or had unrealistic expectations of people like Carvajal, of people, uh, even like Vinicius and Benzema, for to demand that they sustain certain form, but also then in turn not have backup options that can be relied upon to give these guys rest if you wanted them to sustain it. I think there was there was a lot of that involved. You know, we had simple, more simple decisions like the idea the ability to bring Fran Garcia back earlier, yeah. although that hasn't necessarily been a massive problem only in part because Kamavinga has done well at that position from an offensive standpoint, filling in for Mendy. Uh the right the right wing is more concerning. <clears throat> um I will say one thing that I think has been underrated, to be fair, is that Rudiger has been a really important signing, I think. Yeah. When you been, think about all the time that better. Alaba has missed this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rudiger playing well. Again, this calendar year yeah. specifically, Alabas missed time and Rudiger's filled in. Cause the alternative, I suppose, Nacho would have been fine, but Nacho has also had to fill in at the wing back position, um, which has been thin, and also Uh, Is either that or basically Jesus Vallejo partnering Militao in these games like Classico, like Atleti. And our defense has been great in these games. It's our offense that sucked, right? Um, Yeah. So I think Rudiger has actually turned into a bit of an underrated signing uh, amid all this, despite the criticism he's received this season. He's been important. Yeah. Um, Some housekeeping, Lucas. And for our fans, we have three shows back-to-back-to-back on Patreon.com/slash Managing Madrid. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we're doing a live Zoom call. You can hop on Zoom if you're a patron and just do a Q and A off the cuff session with me on Zoom. That's at 1 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. in Spain. On Thursday, Lucas and I are doing mailbag. You submit questions to us, we'll answer them. And on Friday, the plan is to do a Liverpool uh, podcast with some of the Liverpool guys. And that's also Patreon.com/slash Managing Madrid. So make sure you're in on the action. And then on Saturday, we're doing a post game show. So we got four podcasts in a row coming up and three of them are on Patreon. So make sure you're a patron to get access to all those Lucas. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. We'll talk on Thursday, buddy. Take care. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Thanks for listening guys. And before we wrap it up here and send you along on your way, we wanted to give a quick shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com slash managing Madrid who do so much to support the show. Thank you guys for being on this journey with us and being a part of this ever-growing reality family if you pledge ten dollars or more not only do you get access to every single bonus content we do and not only do you get guaranteed responses to your questions but you also get a specific shout out on the podcast so shout out to these ten dollar plus patrons as follows brandon alvarez willie reed will Sousa, way Pering, Wamik jamal tobias royal botcher talib salhab Tahmid Kalam, Sushank Damala, Sujai Wani, Singh, Sheikh Hatiri, Shamil, Shabaz Sharapov, Sergio Arispe, Santos Solorsano, Samuli Justin, Samir Z, Said Mahad, Sai Mohan, Sasi Kumar, Saad Omar, Rodrigo Balmaceda, Rishi D, Phoenix, Peter Powell, Paulo Fierro, Patrick Odiafati, Astro Barrera, Nico Laxo, Nicholas Muller Nick Robero, uh, and then we got Nelson Masariego, Mowgli, MJ Diego, Michael Zinberg, Maren Myrtle, Matthew Atkins, Martin Ridman, Magnus Lext, Logan Stahl, Leon Stavrinakis, Kunal Tilakar, Crystal Glass, Kevin Rivera, Jose Cruz, John Fernandez, J- Jason Fitz, Ian Marley, Graham Gerard, Gary Cohut, Frederick Rantakiro, Frederick Sundros, S A Davicito, Eloy Enriquez. Edward Sossman Daniel Williams Connor Mc- McMorrow Khan Con P Christian Toft Christian Acosta Charles Williams Brendan Powers Brandon Stevens Ashik Bashar Arnab Mukherjee Armin Kashi Armando L Anirud Singh Andres Silvestre Ananya Kumar Alex Thyberg, Alex Rose Azaz Hussein, Adrian Rios Adar Zalukovich, Adam Dorsey Bella Chow Ramtin Magrour Manaf Al-Hadad Fabian Moreno, and Daniel Smith. We love you guys so much. Thank you, and hala marid.